Good morning, or good evening, or wherever you are, and welcome to Follies and Wizards. My name is Marsha, the magic user, and here with Life the Thief. Hello, hello, hello. And Logar, the Barbarian. Hello, I'm Logar, the Barbarian. So, looks like we've been adventuring for a long time here. I see it's a little town. Maybe we should stop by and take a take a short little break here. I'm going to buy a castle. Buy a <laughs> castle? How about steal, <laughs> steal a castle? I'm going to buy a giant castle. I'm going to nope. build it. You're, you're gonna go build your own little stronghold, secret passage, like a giant library for all my books. But you're a barbarian, shouldn't uh, Marsha be the one building the wizard's tower? Right, I'm the one who reads, or yeah. I don't read in real life, <laughs> but I am Logar the librarian. <laughs> <laughs> Logar has changed, has changed classes. He is now Logar the librarian. <laughs> here's, here's the thing we're, we're gonna talk about downtime uh, activities. And what I found, I was reading through Ardenvald, Halls of Ardenvald, which is made for first edition and Osric. And reading through the Osric books, my old first edition Dungeon Master's Guide, Player's Handbook, and that Halls of Ardenvald, um, I became apparent to me how some of the rule sets can be used to encourage downtime play True. and things where you're not just adventuring. For example... By using things like rule gold for XP and having to spend it on getting trained and putting characters and PCs in the town that can train you, suddenly your downtime activities become seeking level advancement just by the nature of the game. If you want to go up in a level, you have to see, seek someone out to train you. So you're meeting, if you're magic users, wizards that are more powerful than you, thieves, you're running into thieves guilds. So you're getting into all these different things. Like if you're a a cleric, you're going to have to deal with the church, right? So mechanically speaking, some of those rules push for that downtime role play just by the way the game was structured. But I feel that's something that's been lost in newer editions. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's my two cents on downtime. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's kind of been lost over time because I'm sure there's like house rules for like training and stuff but usually like now when you're like leveling up past third edition maybe like second edition is like where it started but it's much more now like oh cool we just kill the giant dragon let's level up now or oh we're in the city now let's level up and so there's no connection to character growth it's just all about like either milestone or it's about like instant level up like in a video game right yeah and a lot of times it ends up becoming just instant level up in a lot of tables because it's quick and easy and you don't have to mess with it. But no, absolutely, <laughs> there are better ways to approach it as well. I, I think that, I, like, what what types of things do characters new usually do on downtime? There's entire books written on it. I know Pathfinder had a whole book on just downtime activities. And I've got another book over there uh, on downtimes and de and uh, domains. I keep on saying it wrong. That's just focused on downtime activities. What other sorts of things besides leveling up and getting training would that include? Like that's where your stronghold stuff falls into place, right? Yeah, potentially right. if you want to advance your character, then like you said, there's training and there's buying new armor and weapons and stuff. But for me, I also use downtime just to go you know go and do just random stuff it could be like uh looking for rumors or entering the local county fair for a competition which we've had a couple of adventures on mm -hmm. which is fun because it's not um hardcore combat you're doing a local town fair town competition so for me downtime activities would be more of local city or village type of adventures and activities as well too a detour from your traditional dungeoning or questing let's say 
Exactly. Like long-term stuff that's kind of more likely to impact your character's life and like the rhythm of things as opposed to like dungeon crawling, which is like, this is like an activity you're doing like immediately. It's high stakes. It's probably doing it like every day. Downtime is very much like, so this is a month where I'm staying at the village. I'm going to do to like spend time and progress my career, whatever. Oh, yes. Progress your career, you know, get, <laughs> get, get in some trouble with your personal life, you know, that type of stuff. Exactly. Buy groceries. Yeah, buy groceries. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I guess, are they paying mortgages? Is this, is this feudalism? We probably don't have a mortgage. But they do have cost of living outlined in most of the old D&D books, right? Um, in terms of if you want to have like a living at poverty level or living at whatever high, oh, high, high class level. So realistically, you're, you're a group of adventurers who goes from town to town and from dungeon to dungeon. You're kind of, as they say, the murder hobos, they call it, but you're kind of vagrant. You, you don't have a permanent place to stay, I'd assume. How do people like that in real, realistically, how would they get by? They'd just be camping? Or would you be able to afford a room, a night at some kind of inn somewhere? Like, where would the mass of your life be like? And what would it look like if you were staying at this place for, you know, just a few months or longer? Or longer. I mean, I guess everybody would have a home city that you would start off with. But then if we're, like you said, vagrants traveling from village to village, town to town, we're going to have to pay our way through. Or go like you said, camp out in the wilderness. I mean, a lot of most most games you end up wandering from from the the original point. I think at most of the time, maybe not all the time. Maybe some games are starting off in the city and staying there. Uh, I mean, if you like say West Marches, y'all y'all have a home base in West Marches that you go forth from and come back to. So so. What's the defining element of a West Marches campaign? Is it just that it's like one shoddy type adventures begin and end at the home base every week? Or how um, that- it was set up more for because not everybody could make a game. Mm-hmm. You know, the players, not everybody could make a game every week so that it would allow people to drop it and drop out. So it was more one shoddy or one quest type. That way you wouldn't have an ongoing campaign where you need every player to show up. So, so would it be possible to do a mega dungeon that way, just going in and out of the dungeon before and after every adventure? Well, for I think you could, like with Arden Vaux, if you are a home base with this the city above, you could send people in and out and have people on the bench, I guess, you know, back back in the tavern or whatever it is. And so, what? So, so we're 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 going on about West Marsh's campaign, but how does that? But <laughs> so we're running a West Marsh's campaign, and the players are rotating now. How does that affect? The downtimes and stuff. I mean, do people just over the period come and go and slowly build up domains, or is that not even an element of that game? It may not be an element of that game because if you don't have consistent players, it's gonna be hard for them to level up. So people are probably more gaming for the experience than for the uh, you know advancement of levels. But I imagine that also like having like the single town is kind of nice because then like if you're not playing every week, you can still like invest and make like buildings that people can still like go back to or like make little like settlements in the wilderness people can still like visit and like stop by at and everything. And so I feel like there's still potential for like long-term building in the West Marshes, but it's just kind of more like decentralized as opposed to focus on like one individual party. Okay, so if I took Rapanathuk, or if I took the Halls of Ardenval or Gunderhalfin or something and decided to run that, I think I could be like, okay, you're at this nearby city. It'd be uh, Zelko's oh, Ferry, Ferry or, for Rapanathuk, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Or um, what's the one? I can't even remember the name, the one in Ardenval, but there's a big old city there. There's actually a city, two cities, but the other one isn't mapped out as well. But they talk about the relationship between them. I can realistically, I feel I can start a West End style campaign to this mega dungeon 
every week you go off, explore the dungeon, and you come leave the dungeon your way out and, and see well how far you can excavate it, right? And if you're doing it West End style, people are circulating out. I imagine they'd be some of the same people. Some would be consistent and some less consistent, but you can expand those. And if you're in the same town doing that dungeon crawl, mega dungeon type thing, having downtime as a part of that is more likely because you're running around that town and building right. up and you can do in between adventures in the town as well. And characters can start doing downtime, I feel. For sure. I, 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 I might be the way to approach doing one of those mega dungeons to be honest because they're hard to get everybody together for sometimes when a game like yeah maybe just do a west marches mega dungeon and right at least the GM, the gm or dm you can explore the whole dungeon <laughs> and then for the characters that are on the bench that week you know they could be doing the downtime activities of whatever looking for rumors or doing research on hey we found this crazy secret door we can't get past how do you you know get past this puzzle so there could be some activities for them offline to be able to do when 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 uh when when cold jake doesn't have to work he can come in and go, oh where were you last night? well i was finding this out and all of a sudden at the beginning of the session he could be given some extra whatever was happening extra information and stuff yeah, yeah. Or, or trying to achieve or build something whatever his characters are looking to do and you can have the downtime happen now here's the question is the downtime like there's two way a couple ways to approach downtime does it happen in between sessions when you're not playing or are we role playing out the downtime <laughs> I guess it could be both. I mean, you know, we some DMs I've played with, you know, run downtime in between sessions offline from the game, or it could be an actual, you know, adventure night as well too, because we've certainly had enough uh, city adventures and other non-questing adventures as part of our game as well too that, that could be considered downtime. What I like sometimes is it's sort of like at the end or start of a session, but it's like meant to kind of punctuate, just kind of like top off a game where it's like, okay, now we're like done with the main part. Let's just kind of like hang out and talk about what our characters are doing. And it's like much more casual, less super structured, but it's still kind of like an opportunity to keep playing sort of and keep like messing with the world, your characters and everything. Well, that's true. You can you can certainly develop your world and universe even more with the downtime, you know, to be able Absolutely. to add a lot more uh, flavor and stuff. So if we're interacting, what are the activities? Is that, I mean, it's like just going to the bar or the inn and getting drunk and hanging out and partying is that also considered just downtime activities or is it more structured activities like i mean it's an open open universe right so they have like you said pathfinder as tables in terms of rolling for activities Mm -hmm. um many of those activities lead to adventure seeds within the city which then turns into you know an actual adventure quest that way i think you could run it either way you can run it with the tables and see what the care what the mischief the characters can get, get into or you can you know leave adventure seeds for them in the city itself or you can see what the characters want to do as they enter the city you know most of them will probably head straight to the weapon shop or, or the tavern would be my guess <laughs> i usually have a, a trusty weapon i'm happy with yeah, at least my logar <laughs> the barbarian does we play astonishing stories made of sorcerers of hyperborea I love my bastard sword. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, when you've been adventuring for a while, you've picked up enough, you know, weapons and armor. But when you're level level zero, one or two, you probably still want to stop by, you know, ye old magic shop and ye old blacksmith. <laughs> you have a, a list of 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 weapons and swords on your character sheet. There's like five or six of them that you could never possibly carry. I've <laughs> definitely seen that happen. It's like I don't think realistically we can have these many weapons. No, and then with us. <laughs> maybe leave them back at your stronghold, you know, so that you don't lose them. But you got to build your stronghold in your spare time. 
That's exactly. true. Did we do did we do a couple sessions on building a stronghold? I know you you had that stronghold book that that one uh that one more recent one. Did we ever yeah. do that? We never ended up doing that in Hyperborea. I know we did that in Republic. Oh no, I mean on the on the podcast. Did we go over didn't we stronghold? go over strongholds at some point in time? No, we've been talking about it. You, you said you wanted to read through the book before we talked about it. So I mean, yeah, we're going to have to sit down and read some sections on doing strongholds from a few things to start talking about building up strongholds. <laughs> I much rather steal somebody's already made castle or stronghold, but you know, we can certainly <laughs> talk about designing one. Well, that's what we did. We didn't Rappanathuk. There was the uh, what was it, Castle Kayleen or something like that? Uh, it was, called. It was the pe- people's castle, yeah. We we cleared it out and expropriated it and renamed it. The players did the people's castle, but it was like Kayleen. I can't remember the name 100%, but it's right there in, in that region over Rappanathuk in the forest of hope. <laughs> so, that like getting a stronghold there was more of a like introductory to the adventure, finding the stronghold, clearing it out of all the goblins and stuff that were in it and the weird little cultist goblins that were up there and fixing it up. Whereas opposed to like a lot of the books talk about getting strongholds at higher level, it uses more of a home base while we were dungeoneering in the area. Right. Hi. And I guess those are considered somewhat downtime activities because they're not part of the main quest of exploring the mega dungeon. Didn't somebody release like a zine on, on downtime last year? I don't, I, I'm sure there are a few. I'm not 100% sure uh, what they are. I know that that Downtimes and, and uh, Denzins or what Denzins are Demines and Domains. Down, I have a hard time saying it. Downtimes <laughs> and Domains. That's so funny. Downtimes and Domains. And uh, yeah, that's a good little book. It's got a lot of stuff on there for downtime for any systems you're playing for the most part. That's the one I'm most familiar with. And that's less of a zine. That's on a drive-through RPG. You can pick it up for print, print on demand, by yeah. uh, uh, Courtney Campbell. This is the one he he put it out. And I know also of I think it's called Downtime in Zian by Ben Lawrence, and that one's also pretty cool. Just as far as like looking at his blog and knowing how it's kind of influenced like other stuff since then. We'll have to. We're gonna have to do some reading before next time we talk about downtimes, and we have to bust <laughs> out a couple of those and read and see what they're suggested, and yes. see if we can get some good tips and some good ideas and suggestions for downtimes and how they can benefit your game. <laughs> no, for sure. Well, we're about out of time, Marcia. Can you tell the folks whether they can find you on the interwebs? Yes, you can find me at Traverse Fantasy on Twitter or TraverseFantasy.blogspot.com. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. And uh, we can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We can really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Using the, the gamble on your downtime.